Campbell University's wrestling program is getting a lot of attention for being a regular top 25 team, but did you know that when it comes to academics, it's ranked fifth in the nation? The credit, of course, goes to those student-athletes, but there's a staff member at Campbell who at least deserves some of the praise. Kendra Hancock has been Director of Student-Athlete Support here for 10 years now, helping not only our wrestling team, but golf, women's soccer, softball, and swimming, just to name a few. She's my guest on this week's podcast, talking about what it takes to motivate athletes to win in the classroom, but she's also going to talk about a passion of hers, and that's running. Kendra will take part in the Boston Marathon next year, and in doing so, she's supporting a good cause. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting Campbell University. I'm Billy Liggett, Director of News and Publications at Campbell, and this rhymes with orange. Uh, first off, thank you very much for agreeing to do this today. Um, let's start with how you got to Campbell University. You earned a bachelor's degree from Eastern Kentucky, 2007. You're nodding your head, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm right so far. You got your master's from UNC in Chapel Hill um, four years later. And then a year after that, you joined the staff at Campbell University um, in student-athlete support. So let's start off by saying what drew you to Campbell University. Absolutely. So first off, I went to Campbell County High School in northern Kentucky, and we were the camels. So this is a natural fit for me. This is the second time being a Cam- Campbell County camel. So you were the camels at, in your high school, too? Yes, okay. I was. Uh, our colors were purple and gold, though, so not quite the orange and black like here. Okay. Did you know about Campbell University when you were in high school back there? I did not, but my senior year, a couple of the guys did have Campbell hats with the camel on them, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool, but I didn't think anything of it then. Um, I learned more about Campbell after I was in Chapel Hill and doing grad school um, there in at North Carolina Okay, well, I was going to say, well, ma- I mean, mascot is a good reason to do it. Mascot aside, um, what uh, what was it about Campbell um, that this made made this a good fit for you? I guess to start your career. Yeah. So in undergrad, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, so I got a major in education and one in sport management. And this role kind of marries the two together with education and sport administration. And so being able to work in student-athlete support um, makes sure that student-athletes stay on track for graduation and that they develop leadership habits and skills needed to go on successfully to graduate school and their life beyond Campbell. And so this was a natural fit for me um, in student-athlete support. Let's go back to when you were a student. I understand um, I, I have a list. I have your bio in front of me. You, uh, When you went to Eastern Kentucky, you... Sir, you worked as a manager for the men's basketball team. Now, were you were you an also an athlete in college too? Uh, no, I was just the men's basketball manager, but I was head basketball manager, so that was a lot of fun. I actually got to schedule our other managers, and then I helped with a lot of the operational things. So I got to schedule um, away meals and hotels, and plan practices, and make sure that all of our gear and equipment was ready for practices and games. And basically, I was just like the sister to all of the the players on the team. And even back then, I was somewhat of a tutor and mentor to the guys on the team too. And that's kind of what drew me into academic support. Um, We would study for tests coming up and I found out I was a pretty good teacher then because one of the players got an A on the test and I got a B. And so (laughs) I was a better teacher than I thought. Um, But I ended up getting an A in the class as well. But it was back then when I started to have a passion for working with student athletes academically. But even going back to your own 
experience as a student. It sounds like you had what amounted to a full-time job. Um, was there a, a, a lot of students have full-time jobs when they're in college, so it's not unique, but it is difficult to, to focus on your academics and to have this outside force, whether it's sports, whether it's a job. So as a student for you, how did, how did you find was the best way to juggle the two? Uh, you have to stay very organized and plan out your time very well. So I had a planner, and I knew where I was going to be. If I wasn't in class or at practice, I was studying getting, and getting homework done. Uh, I did manage to find ways to get plugged into campus as well. I served as our um, FCA president and Phi Upsilon Omicron president as well my senior year, and I had to throw in student teaching there my junior year too. But I, I went ahead and did the student teaching early so that I could have a little bit more fun and be president of those organizations my senior year as well. Um, a lot of time management and planning everything out helped me stay organized and on top of everything. Okay. Well, I, I want to talk about what you do for student athletes then. So when I saw an announcement recently that our, our wrestling team ranked fifth nationally in academics, GPA, is that, am, am I accurate there? Um, Earlier, um, earlier in the summer, our women's golf program announced that it was one of 37 programs to be on the president's special recognition list, which is for programs with a 3.5 or, or over GPA. Um, those programs, their students are, are the reason why, but, but you're also the person they thank for that. Um, what do you do for these students? Uh, you talked a little bit already about um, the studying and everything, but what exactly is your role with these students and how do you keep them on track? Yeah, so I remind them that they're here for a dual purpose, to be a student and to be an athlete, and that graduation is our primary goal. Um, whatever they do after graduation, whether they go on professionally to play golf or um, go into their career, we want to make sure that they're ready for that. And so when they arrive on campus, we make sure that they are in classes that are going to work for their major and go toward the classes they need to graduate, and then make sure that they plan out their time well and that they are meeting with tutors and meeting their professors during office hours and that I'm staying in communication with the coach too. If somebody's missing meetings with me or skipping class, um, I'm having that conversation with the coaches and with the students. Um, but most of our student athletes are very high achieving and they're hardworking and they don't want to get in trouble or mess up with their coaches. So they're going to do whatever I ask. And we have a pretty good relationship built there that whatever I ask, they're going to do because they see their coaches as their athletic coaches and they see me as their academic coach. And if they want to do well academically, they don't want to disappoint me, just like they don't want to disappoint their coach on the golf course or in the wrestling room or wherever it may be or in the pool. Do they call you coach? Uh, some of them <laughs> do. That's cool. <laughs> um, this is the case. We, we've had some students here, student athletes that have gone on to, to make this their career. Um, we had some major league baseball players drafted recently. We've got golfers that go on and make it a career. But, but even at, in the largest schools, it's such a small percentage of athletes that go on to play professionally. They all have to have that degree to fall back on. Um, but yet when they all get to school, they all have these big dreams. How do you, how do you very politely, gently poke a hole in, the, in that balloon and say, while your dreams are great, you still – the, the odds odds are that you're going to probably not be doing this the rest of your life. How do you tell them that without 
burst in the bubble there. <laughs> well, I, again, just encourage them that the main reason we're here is to get their degree and find out what they're passionate about. Honestly, I want, I like to help student athletes figure out what they, what their vocation is and what they are passionate about. And it's great when they finally figure it out. I just met with a student today who is a sophomore <laughs> and has changed their major for the fourth time now. I hope this is the last time, but we've gone through the academic planning and changed out every semester from here until that student graduates. And I think we finally found the happy medium and that this is the major that he wants to do. But in all seriousness, I watched a student a couple of years ago go from kinesiology, pre-PT to finance, and he was struggling in science classes. He was getting C's and D's. And you can't really get into a good grad school getting C's and D's in science classes. And so he came to me one summer and we talked through changing his major and we talked about finance. And he said, yeah, I want to switched to finance, he went on to get a 3.5 and above every semester after that and finished with 4.0s for his final two semesters here at Campbell. And to see him go from struggling to successful and finding out what he really cared about was uh, made all the difference. And I feel like if I can play a minor role in helping them figure out what they want to do for their career, then I feel like I did my job. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, this was the case when I was a student. I, I struggled until I found until I found that major that fit with me. And so it also sounds like you kind of also guide them, maybe not necessarily career advice, but you guide them toward what's going to work best for them. Um, do they do they come to you sometimes with career advice or with uh, postgraduate advice? Do they ask you those big questions? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of different programming available to all students, but some to student athletes specifically, where we will go through interviewing and we will go through resume and cover letter writing and just practice with them for graduate school or for uh, jobs post-grad. And they'll say, well, what can I do with this, this degree? What job can I get? And we'll sit down and look through options, career options, and even look for job postings when they get to that time. And some often our student athletes, when they're finished with their season, you know, their season might end in March. And then they're like, well, what am I going to do until graduation? I still have two months to do and I don't have my sport anymore. Right. What am I going to do now, Miss Kendra? I'm like you, you have to figure it out. Um, you're not going to have practice anymore. So if you want to work out, you're going to go to the fitness center on your own. Are you going to go to the weight room on your own? Are you going to go for a run on your own? And they're like, yeah, but I don't know what it's like to not be an athlete anymore. And so we talked through um, what their identity looks like beyond being an athlete too and helping them try to find out who they are as a person and not just as an athlete. And so we talk about what, what, what's important to them. What, what are your values? What are your morals? Um, what are your guiding principles that guide your life? And when they figure out those three to five things that they're really passionate about and that they build kind of their life on based on those core values, then that also helps us find companies and businesses and grad schools that might be applicable to what they might care about and be passionate about and what they might want to pursue in the future. And so I think it is important to be authentic with our students and to make sure that they know we care about them and care about their future. Um, tell me about the relationship you have with coaches here, because not only do you have to have this trust level with the student athletes do you ever have to have tough conversations with them about uh look coach i i don't want to tell you how to do your job but 
but this student needs more time in the class or more time to study. Um, those can be easy conversations, I imagine. So working with coaches, is it can be a struggle for anybody, uh, whether you're an administrator or student. Uh, support staff, um, you have to develop a, a level of trust with the working with coaches too. And I've worked with many of the coaches throughout my time here at Campbell because, yeah, I do student-athlete support, but I also coordinate the the special events for the athletic department too. So that's like our camis at the end of the year, awards banquet, our welcome back functions, and like our athletic Christmas parties and some of the initiatives with our student-athlete advisory committee. And so planning all these special events too. Um, is also a part of my job, but working with coaches is is always a struggle, um, and it's a part of being a healthy balance. Um, we want to have a professional and a personal relationship with them because we again with the students we want them to make sure that we know that we care about them. But the coaches we need they need to know that we care about them and their bottom line too, and we want our student athletes to be successful in the classroom and uh, athletically. So in order for them to be doing well athletically, they've got to be doing well academically. So so that they can be eligible to compete. And a lot of the coaches go through different challenges with recruiting until they figure out what works for them. And once the coaches figure out what works for their team and what's a good fit for their team, often is a good fit for Campbell. And some of the students may come here for a year and realize, eh, Campbell's not the right fit for me, and they may transfer out. But a lot of our student athletes that come here stay and they graduate from Campbell because they are a good fit. And it's it takes the whole team effort to make sure that that student is going to be successful while they're here. I do my part, coach does their part, and the student does their part. And when everybody does their part, then that student is going to be successful here. Uh, pretty much your whole career um, has been somehow related to sports or athletics. Uh, where, where did that love for sports, when, when did that develop? So when I was in high school, I did stats for basketball and baseball um, at Campbell County High School. <laughs> and so I developed a love for it then. I did I did stats for basketball, and then I kept the book for baseball. And then in college, I went on to be the basketball manager, and we went on to win uh, two conference tournaments. So I got to go to the NCAA tournament twice with two great coaches, and I still have great relationships with those coaches from way back when I was in college. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun to catch up when we go to different uh to different arenas or avenues and if we can catch up with old coaches that had had made an impact on me when I was in college or has been here and have come back to play a game or we've gone somewhere else to play a game it's really neat to catch up with old friends in athletics at different conferences and when we play different games okay I can't imagine that you've been here this long and you don't become a fan as well so um would how would you describe your relationship when you watch when you watch games, I know you're pulling for these students, but have you also become, it appears you've become like one of the biggest fans here as well. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, it's so fun to go and support our student athletes at any of the games and competitions. Um, <laughs> when I first started, it was really hard for me to not think about the history test that one of the student athletes had to take the next day when they were out there playing a game. Right. <laughs> um, but I've learned how to turn that off uh, in the last few years. Uh, it probably took me a good 
four or five years to figure that out and to turn that part off and just be present and just think about what was happening in that moment. And then maybe after the game, be like, hey, I'm glad you won, but don't forget to study for your history test tonight. (laughs) Hope you're ready tomorrow. Um, But it's really fun to just be a part of the athletic department and the, the atmosphere. The Campbell culture has changed over the last 10 years, and it's just fun to be a part of. I've liked, I've enjoyed watching the facilities get nicer and to improve. The baseball stadium has gone through a major renovation in the last 10 years and it's, it looks completely different now. Football's out at the scoreboard. Soccer has gone through a major renovation. I think every athletic facility has gotten a facelift of some sort um, over the last 10 years. So just to see the transformation in the facilities is has been amazing. And I think that that's a big proponent of why we're moving from the Big South to the CAA. And I think that we're going to be a strong competitor in the new conference moving forward. Does that move to the CAA add to it any academic, um, I, I don't want to say pressure, but I, I think the CAA does have uh, loftier standards when it comes to academics. Uh, how has that been addressed yet? Um, I think that the CAA is a great move for Campbell. I think that we align a lot with a lot of the schools in the CAA academically. And I think that there's going to be potential for some uh, collaboration of research across CAA schools. And so I think it's going to be a really good move for Campbell. Um, And I'm looking forward to it. And I would love to do some sort of collaborative research with some other colleagues from maybe uh, Elon, William & Mary, or UNC Wilmington. I mean, the close by schools yeah. that that might work okay one more one more job related question then we're going to talk running um i saw you at graduation last spring uh it, it I, I imagine that these events are very satisfying to you when you finally see these students walk the stage uh describe that feeling having worked with them so closely and to see them reach that goal Graduation is always bittersweet for me. I am so happy and grateful and just proud of the student athletes when they cross across walk across that stage. But I'm also super sad to see them go because they've been with us for four years. And when you're working that closely day in and day out and cheering them on for the four years, you become a big part of their life. And to see them walk you know, to start a new chapter, it makes it a little bit harder to say bye, especially if you've spent a lot of hours and time pouring and investing into that relationship. But um, again, just proud of them and excited for their future. I mean, that's what social media is for though, right? You can, (laughs) you can keep, (laughs) you can keep in contact with them and, and absolutely. And then when they're ready to run their first half marathon, you go and join them. Okay. All right. Very, see, you're a professional because you just added the segue here to to the marathon. Um, the Boston Marathon isn't one of those races, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it may be, I don't, I don't run, but it's not one of those races you can just show up on race day and just run. I mean, you have to, there's some stringent qualification qualifying for this, is, is that right? So uh, why the Boston Marathon for you and what did it take to, to qualify? Yeah, so I am actually fundraising for the Boston Marathon because I'm not quite fast enough to qualify. Um, So I'm going to be raising money for the organization called The Good Sports. And The Good Sports aligns with a lot of what I'm all about. Um, The Good Sports provides brand new sporting good equipment and gear to students and kids in high need community areas. And so uh, 
I like their mission and it aligns well with what I, I, I'm all about. Um, I love seeing students and, and kids get the chance to participate in sports. And so I have raised some money so far and my goal is $10,000 to raise for the organization. And then they'll give me a bib to run in Boston okay. in April. Well, you're not fast enough, but you're no slouch either. You've How many marathons have you run? Okay, so I've run three full marathons, and I have run 31 half marathons at okay. this point. Okay, so again, you're, <laughs> it's not like you're just showing up that day and, and, and running. Um, what do you have to do to prepare for this one? I, I see you have one of these giant gallon thing of water here, and, and uh, what, what's that? You're holding a ribbon here? one of the medals. Oh, I, okay. I just ran at Emerald Isle in October of 22. And so I ran a 26.2 marathon at Emerald Isle a couple and a, two and a half hours away or so okay. to see where I was at, to see where I'm at for Boston. And I've got a lot of work to do and yeah. I've got to improve. Um, staying hydrated is one thing that I do. I've been drinking at least a gallon of water since July of 2021. So I carry this to work every day and I make sure that I stay hydrated and it helps me go out there and do what I need to do. Um, and one of my goals for 2022, <laughs> can't tell I'm a kind of an overachiever and I like to go after, uh, lofty goals. Mm -hmm. So one of my goals for 2022 was to run at least two miles every day of the, of the year. And we are here at the end of October and I've run two at least two miles every day. I've done five half marathons this year. So another one of my goals is to run a half marathon or more in every state. And I've run 22 states so far. Um, so this year I ran in January, I ran out in Phoenix in February, I ran in Mississippi and Alabama. And then in April, I ran in Las Vegas. And then in June, I ran out in Yellowstone. Okay. Well, April in Boston, um, can be iffy weather wise. So there's going to be a lot of cold weather training this winter, I imagine, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I've watched the Boston Marathon religiously for the last 10 years. And honestly, it's been one of those bucket list uh, marathons that I've always wanted to do. And so this year, with how good my training has been going and how many halves I have done this year, I was like, if I'm going to run Boston, this is the year to do it. So let me throw my name into the fundraising uh, hat and see what I can find. And when I found the good sports, it was a natural fit. And to go along with that, the good sports, um, the athletic department competes in intramurals and our team name is the good sports. Okay. So again, just like the Campbell County High School Camels and, you know, the good sports being our intramural team and the organization that I'm fundraising for. Um, I try to make good connections and good fits for me. Well, thank you so much um, for what you do for Campbell University, obviously, uh, for being on this podcast today. And best of luck in your marathon. Uh, I hope you let us know how it goes afterward. And uh, um, again, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Billy, for having me today. Thank you.